rest and rule in our life today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We welcome you on this morning. Welcome to the Rock Church. It's the place where your life matters, Jesus matters, and worship matters all the time, all the time. Look at somebody and say, you're in the right place today. Hallelujah. Come on, look at somebody and say, you're in the right place today. Hallelujah. We're in the second month. Hallelujah. The second month of this wonderful year, the year of expansion. Over this next quarter, our theme for this quarter will be expansion. I really believe that God wants to expand our ministry. And on last month, we were in our worship theme called Rebuilding. And over these next four Sundays, over this next month, we're moving into our new series called Renovate. We've been in a series called Rebuilding. And we're moving forward in this season of expansion we're going to be talking about what does it mean for God to renovate things in your life, our relationships. When Jesus is central, it influences and it impacts our thoughts, choices, and everyday lifestyle. Living in Christ requires a Christ-centered mindset. I want to say that again. When Jesus is central, it influences and it impacts our thoughts, choices, and everyday lifestyle. Living in Christ requires a Christ-centered mindset. Let us pray. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O oh Lord. It is my strength and my redeemer. Father, as we prepare to release and teach your word, increase within us the power to teach and to impart what you have placed within us. Father, I ask that the ears of the family be open to receive your word. Father, I ask that you awaken our inner man to stand in full agreement with your word in Jesus' name. When Jesus is central, it influences and it impacts our thoughts, choices, and everyday lifestyle. Living in Christ requires a Christ-centered mindset. Over the next few weeks, we will engage the next steps of our quarterly theme on expansion. In January, we placed our focus and our attention on rebuilding the foundations and the walls of worship within church and community. Moving forward into this series of teachings, we will expose through the word and life applications the need and the necessity to renovate the clogged and unused valuable spaces in our lives. Over these next four weeks, we want to focus on the subject of renovating. In most cases, the rebuilding phase of our lives may take more time than we thought that it would. 
However, in every phase of expansion, we should never bypass the renovating phases that are connected to what is being rebuilt. I believe in this next phase of Christ-centered teachings that we must take an account of what it is going to take to renovate our inner man and its connection to Jesus Christ. Before we move any further, I, I want each and every one of you to just take a moment. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. And I want us to do an inward and to take an inward examination or an assessment of what needs to be innovated in our lives. I, I want you to close your eyes and, and I just want you to take a few moments. I want you to be honest and transparent, not judging yourself and to seek the Lord on what needs to be renovated in your life. With your eyes closed and, and your heart open, transparent and honest, I want you to just begin to think about some of the things that needs to, need to be renovated in your life. Is it your commitment to serve God? Could it be your relationship with your children or family members. I want you to just stay here. I, I don't want you to rush this moment here, but I want us to begin to seek the Lord and to allow him to just give us a tour of the inner man, of the things in our life that have become worn, used, and tarnished. Come on, look at your life and look at the inner man. What what are those clogged areas in your life that need to be renovated? How can I ask the Lord to just reconnect me back to a Christ-centered mindset? The Christ-centered mindset that, that allows me to walk and to, and to live in the things that God has for me. Re remember our theme. Remember the thesis when... When, when Jesus is central, it influences and it impacts our thoughts, our choices, and our everyday living of lifestyle. Living in Christ. Come on, keep looking at your life. Living in Christ is going to require a Christ-centered mindset. When you think about that, in, in most cases, in the rebuilding phase, sometimes we want to rush the renovating phase. We look at it and we begin to say, no, I don't have to do that. I can patch up here. I can, I can go cheap there. I can, I can skip over this because I'm so excited about the rebuilding process that I don't allow the process of renovation to take place in my life. I really want us to be honest and to be contrite in spirit. I want you to repeat this after me. I want you to say, Lord, as I look inwardly, I ask that you guide me and reveal to me the things in my life that are in need of spiritual renovation. Lord, I ask that you begin the work in me now. I surrender to the cutting away and the restoring process that will turn my eyes and my mind 
back to where Christ is. Come on, let's finish this strong. Father, I surrender my inner man to walking with you during this time of spiritual renovation in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I surrender and I allow Jesus to be my inspector and the master builder and the architect. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. As I mentioned before, over these next four weeks, we want to settle on the conversation or the biblical teachings, life application of renovating, renovation, spiritual renovation. What does it mean when we see that word or we hear the word renovate? It means to restore to a former or better state as by cleaning, repairing, or rebuilding to restore life or to revive. To renovate simply means to bring back to life, to restore its worth and value. There's something that is so valuable on the inside of you that God wants to renovate it. In this moment, as we continue to build the altars, as we continue to create a place where the presence of law, the presence of the Lord can go out of here and into the community, it takes time to renovate ourselves so that God can what? So that God can abide and live within us. As God is moving and breathing in us in in Colossians chapter number three, that's where we're going to settle today. I, I want you to open up your Bibles and go right to the New Testament. Colossians chapter number three, Paul encourages the believer to not lose sight of their commitment to living the new life in Christ. In chapters one and two, Paul encourages the church's the churches of, of, of Colossae and Laodicea to, to remember that Christ is two things. He's the head of the church and that he is the head of the body. Paul uses this moment to bring awareness and exposure to what? The false teachers. And he warns the churches to remain faithful and consistent in their walk with Christ. In chapter three, we can see where Paul extends his time of discourse. In chapters 1 and 2, he's having a conversation uh, with the church of, of uh, or with the people of, of, of the city of Colossae, and, and then he's having a conversation in chapter number 2 with the people in Laodicea, and in both, and in both times, or, or in this conversation, he's saying to them, don't lose faith in your walk with Christ. As these times of, of, of itchy ears, because we're in a season where the people have itchy ears and everybody's listening to all of this new age teaching and all of this new age stuff. Can, can I really give it to you? There is no such thing as a new age teaching because the word in the Bible has never changed. 
God is still God. That's why we said he's Yahweh. His name has never changed. His name is still Yah. His name is still I am. His name is still healer. His name is still wonderful. His name is still Prince of Peace, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. His name is Lily of the Valley. His name is Bright and Morning Star. So Paul is saying, be careful of new age doctrine that will pull you away from your walk with Christ. Be careful of the new age teachings that come to tell you that you are better by yourself. Come on now. Be careful of the seasons that come to tell you that you can make it just on meditation, that you can just make it on doing all of the other stuff, and Christ really doesn't have to be a part of your life. Paul is saying, be careful that you don't fall into what? Unreligious doctrine. Be careful. Because you've already been raised with Christ. And I kind of got a little ahead of myself in reading the scripture there. But 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 here, I like what he says here. He he says to remain faithful and consistent in the walk with Christ. Verse number one, right there in Colossians, uh, he extends the discourse by saying, therefore. If you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Colossians 3, number, uh, Colossians 3. I like how the Message Bible says this. Come on. I like how the Message Bible translates this. As a, it, it says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. He says, pursue things over which Christ presides. Paul is saying here that if you and I are to adopt and if we're to walk into a spiritual moment of renovation, then we have to understand that we have been raised with Christ. That means that we have been resurrected with Christ and that we are to do what? Keep seeking the things above where Christ is and where he is seated. Be careful that you don't start living a life just from the resurrection. Don't, don't just start living a life from he died. Don't just start living the life from he was born. And, and, and I get it. He got up in three days. But we've got to get back to the place and we've got to grow to a place in Christ where we begin to serve him from where he is. The ascended Christ, come on now, uh, the Christ that is living, the Christ that is moving, the, the Christ that is creating and, and causing things to occur and happen in our life. Paul says, be careful because you have already been resurrected with him. So in the moments where you feel distracted because of the new age teaching, of the new age doctrine and the new methods and the new means that they're saying, you can serve God this way and you can serve him. No, no, no. Be careful because you're already in Christ. Come on now. When you see this here, verse number one reflects our resurrected life of being raised with Christ. It means that no matter what occurs in the world of our lives, we should always be postured to reflect that which is risen and no longer dead. 
Paul says that in times of incorrect teaching and false doctrinal religious teachers, we should never shy away from our faith in God. The just shall live by faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Come on now. Uh, 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 faith, your faith become stronger your your faith becomes more confident because you're hearing through the risen Christ come on now the Christ that is seated at the right hand of God I get it I get it he got up I get it he he, he went to the grave and he took the sting of death but 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 our life and this new life uh, living in the new life of Christ means that we serve a risen ascended Christ that is seated come on now he he's seated at the right hand of God come on now Colossians 3 1 is where the spiritual renovation of our life takes place Number one, he wants to renovate the moments where we learn how to seek him again. Come on now, there, there's been a void in my seeking. There's been a void in how I begin to seek God. It says right there, seeking that which is above. Come on now, Colossians 3.1 says, it says it right there. Come on now, uh, it says, therefore you have been raised up with Christ. Keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and so the first place of renovation takes place and how we begin to seek God the text engages a portion of the verse that says that we should keep seeking the things above come on now I, I want you to say I want to begin to seek the things that are above I've got to seek those things that are above come on now in heavenly places Come on now. Although we have been raised up with, with Christ, our relationship with Christ is very important. Here, here, here it is. Paul uses these moments of exhortation to encourage the church to understand their power of seeking Christ in all things. Matthew 6.33 says that we should do what? Seek first the kingdom of God his righteousness and all these things will be added to you I I was sitting there mother and I was studying this and and I remember growing up we used to hear it like this uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you have you ever heard him say it like that have you ever heard him repeat the scripture like that that's not what it says uh, come on now because when it says other come on now what is other it says that, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Come on now, look closely. When we seek first the kingdom, his righteousness, Paul says that we ought to seek that which is above. I like what 1 Kings 3, 11 and 14 says. God said to him, Solomon, because you have asked this thing, and have not asked for yourself long life, nor have you asked for riches for yourself, nor have you asked for the life of your enemies, but you asked for yourself discernment to understand judgment. Come on now. There are moments in our life when we seek 
God for his understanding, for his wisdom. And Paul is saying, and the Bible is saying in Matthew 6, 33, uh, it's saying right here when he says, uh, seek the things that are above. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and these things will be added. His wisdom, his instruction, the understandings of what God is doing in and through your life. Come on now. I, I want to renovate the space where you seek me. Come on now. I, I want to renovate that moment in your life where you seek me for the things of God. Not just for my riches. Not just for prosperity. Not, not for material things but for the understanding and the wisdom of God. How to live holy. Come on now. How do I pray through in moments where I feel like I'm being attacked in my life. I, I, I want to receive your will for my life. Come on. I, I want to see true understanding of who Christ is and what he means to my life, what he means to my family, so that in moments where I'm tried by false teaching and false doctrine, I won't begin to seek him in ways that I should not. Come on now. Come on now, you got to be very careful here in this season. Paul says, don't lose your faith. Don't begin to waver in this new season when you begin to hear false doctrine. Come on now, that God is not God all by himself. Uh, that's false doctrine. Come on now, uh, when you begin to question, is there another God? That's false teaching. Come on now. Uh, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Come on now. And his righteousness. And these things will be added unto you. In times where we are unsure, Paul says that we should seek the things above. Come on, let's keep working, family. Come on, come on, come on. I, I want you to begin to think about some of the things that you've been seeking God for. Have they required you to have understanding? Have they required you to have the discernment of the Holy Spirit? Come on now. Uh, are you seeking him because you're confused? Or are you seeking him because you want his wisdom on how he needs to guide you through this situation? Are you seeking him because you really want to know what it means to serve Christ in your life? Matthew 7 says, 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given unto you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Verse number 8 says, for everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Seeking Christ from above speaks to Christ's authority. It speaks to Jesus' authority in your life, his lordship in our life. It, it speaks to the seat that he occupies. Come on now. The seat that you sit in, it occupies authority. It occupies the grace that is on your life. And so Paul is saying that in moments where you are tried by the fire, where you're tried in moments where false doctrine and false teaching is coming your way, he says you need to look above and you need to understand that Christ is seated in a seat of authority. Come on now. 
Don't just look at Jesus as somebody that can save you. Come on now. He's bigger than that. Come on now. Uh, 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 he's stronger than that. Come on now. Uh, that was Jesus uh, before the cross. Come on now. But we're talking about Jesus after he gets up out of the grave and after he ascends into what? The heavenly place. Come on now. That's the Christ that you're walking with. That's the Christ that you pray to today. That's the, that's the Christ that you're living through today the ascended Christ that is seated at the right hand of the Father. Come on, the right hand of the Father. He has the authority. He's the chief intercessor. He's the chief priest. He's the chief healer. He's the chief miracle worker. He's sitting in a seat that occupies authority. And because he's sitting in that seat and because I've been raised and resurrected with him, that means that he gives me the same power and the same grace. Come on now. Because I'm walking in Christ, I'm living in Christ, that means that my faith is strong. That means that there's power to deliver. There's power to deliver. There's power to create miracles, signs, and wonders. But you and I have to understand the Christ that we serve. Come on now. The Christ that we serve. There is no question that God is absolute. Come on now. There is no question. There is no other God like this God. There is no other God that compares to this God. There is no other God that created another God. He's the only God. Come on now. When you think about it, who created God? God, God is God. Uh, who created the earth? God, God is God. Come on now. It all came from God. It all came from him. God. Paul is telling us, come on now, he's telling us here that we have to do what? That we have to seek the things from above where Christ is. Where Christ is. I really want you to understand this. I, I want you to lift your hands here. I want you to lift your hands here. We have to be very careful of what is going in our spirits at this moment. Your prayer time is not you praying to some idol. Come on now. Come on, son. Quickly. Your prayer time is not you meditating to some graven image. Come on now. I really want to correct this. Hallelujah. Come on now. Paul says, be aware. Be aware of the teachings where men glorify in themselves, where men will pull you into meditating to an inward man that doesn't exalt Jesus Christ. Uh, come on now, think about it. Uh, we, we've got to be careful that we don't eliminate Jesus out of our prayer that don't eliminate the Holy Ghost out of my prayer, that we don't begin to just call God the man above and some superpower. God is not a superpower. He's God. God is not a superhero. He's God. God is not the man upstairs. He's God of the heavens. He's God of your mind. He's the God of your thoughts. He's the God that gave you the breath that you breathe today. Come on now. God is not science. Come on now. God created science and science belongs to God. But 
God is God. Come on now. I need y'all to hear this. I need you to be careful that you don't allow yourself to begin to pray with hopelessness because you've taken God out of your prayer and you've taken Jesus out of your prayer and you begin to pray to an inner man that doesn't reflect Jesus. Come on, be careful now because that's what the world is saying today. You can just meditate and strengthen yourself, but I don't, I, I've never seen a man correct himself without God. I've never seen a man correct his wrong without Jesus Christ. Come on now. I've never seen a man, come on now, grow in the things that God has planned for him without the leading of the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, y'all hear me. Lift your hands. Come on, close your eyes. And I need you to begin to pray to Jesus. Come on. I need you to begin to pray to the Christ that is seated at the right hand of the Father, the Christ who's been risen, the Christ, the resurrected Christ, the redeemed Christ. Come on now. Come on. The Christ that sits at the right hand of the Father. Come on now. I need you to pray to that Jesus. Come on now. Call his name and just say Jesus. Come on now. We got to put Jesus back in our vocabulary. We got to put Jesus back in our prayer life. We've got to begin to call the name of the risen, seated Christ. Come on now. There's power in his name. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Come on. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord, that he's risen, that he lives. Come on, come on. Come on. The enemy of your flesh, the enemy of your flesh wants you to pray to a hopeless Jesus. The enemy of your flesh wants you to take Jesus out of your prayer and wants you to just begin to pray to just some person Come on, I need you to hear this. I need you to abandon moments of idle prayer in your life that does not call on the name of Jesus. I need you to abandon those spaces where Jesus is void in your life. I need you to lift your hands and begin to say, Lord, renovate now renovate my mind renovate the spaces in my mind come on correct my heart oh god forgive me for not praying with the power of jesus name being connected to my mouth forgive me for not walking the new life come on and living out this new life in christ hallelujah forgiving me forgive me for allowing what has been dead in my life to gain traction in my relationship. Come on now. The moment that you accepted Christ into your life, the moment that Jesus Christ not only became your Savior, 
but the moment that he became your Lord, something died in your life. The old you died. Come on now. I want you to look at me real quickly. Uh, uh, the moment that you accepted Jesus Christ into your life, the old you died and the new you begin to live. And that's what Paul is saying here. Therefore being raised, resurrected, baptized with him. Come on now. Come on now. The new you begin to live with Christ. Come on now. That's why you got to renew. That's why you got to repent daily. I remember growing up, Mother Williams, and, and they say, you need to repent daily. Come on now, baby. Repent, repent, repent. Uh, when, when you grew up in the Baptist church, they said, if you miss three Sundays, you need to come back and get saved again. Come on now. Uh, come on now. If you miss more than three Sundays in a row, then you lost your salvation. Come on now. That, that's what they used to say to us. You know, they, they, they would tell us, come on now. Uh, they, they would tell us every time they say the, every time they say the prayer, come on now. Speak it. Come on now. Continue to invite God to live in your heart. Each and every one of us live in Christ. The old man is dead. All things have passed away. And behold, all things are new. Come on, say, all things are new. In Christ. Come on now. My life is new in Christ. And because it's new in Christ, that means <laughs> that I can walk with him. I can live with him. I can defend myself against the attacks of the enemy. I had so much more to give, but I guess I'll give it the next part on next week. But I really want you to go home this weekend, and I really want you to focus on allowing Jesus, the Lord, to renovate the place where you seek him from. Where are you seeking him from? Are you seeking him out of desperation? And so you pray prayers of desperation that don't really mean anything? Or are you seeking him because you really want to live for him? And you really want to see Jesus become the focal point of your life. He says to seek that which is above. Take your mind off of those things that bring you no value. Come on now. I'm not telling you that, that, that the Bible is saying that you can't have sense. But he wants to renovate. Spiritual renovation needs to take place in how we begin to seek God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and these things, spiritual discernment, understanding, his laws and his precepts. Come on now. His ways. Come on now. His thoughts. Come on now. Uh, come on now. Because you're new in Christ, that means that you can think like Christ. Woo. Come on now. I know they taught us that his ways are not my ways. and No, that's, that's talking to the unbeliever. That's not talking to you. Because you're new in Christ, that means that you think like Christ. 
We walk like Christ. We talk like Christ. We believe like Christ. We believe what the Word of God says for my life. No weapon formed against me will prosper. I believe that the Word of God says that the just shall live by faith. I believe that the Word of God says that he sent his Word to heal all disease. I believe his Word that when I give, it'll be given back to me, pressed down, shaken together, running over will men give back into my bosom. I, I believe what the Word says because Christ is living in me and because Christ lives in me and because Christ is moving in me, I can do what the Bible says. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. His grace is sufficient enough for me. When I'm weak, he'll make me strong. Come on now. When I'm down, he'll lift me up. Come on now. Because Christ is in my life, that means that I can live a Christ-centered life. Come on. Come on. Let's get there. Come on. Let's get there. Come on. Raise your mind. Come on. Raise your thinking. Come on now. He's just not your Savior. Come on now. That's the minimum. He's more than just a Savior. He's a Lord. His Lordship. Come on now. See, I surrender to his lordship. Come on now. His, his lordship, his, his kingship in my life. Come on now. I, I surrender to Jesus. Come on now. I, I surrender, come on now, to the master builder, to the master architect. Come on now. I, I surrender. I already have his stamp of approval. And so that means that what he has called to be upon my life is shall be and I rebuke every spirit that says anything else come on now I'm the head and not the tail I'm above and not beneath I am a lender and not a borrower come on now his word says that I can be prosperous his word says that I can live free of sin in my life come on now his word says that I don't have to continue to fall to the same things in my life because Christ is living in me Woo. come on now when Christ is active in your life you won't continue to do what you used to do when Christ lives in your life you won't continue to go back to the same stuff that he redeemed you from when Christ is living and breathing in your life something changes about you everything changes about you therefore being raised with Christ seek that which is above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God come on now come on now hallelujah hallelujah as you lift your hands come on begin to just ask the Lord to forgive you come on come on as we prepare to, to take the Lord's Supper today, come on, come on. Take the examination, come on. Come on, let's, let's be integral. Come on. 
Look on the inside and say, Lord, renovate. Come on, say renovate. Come on. Come on, make it personal. Come on. Come on, don't wait on me to say it. Come on now. I want you to come on. Come on. Christ is living in you. Come on now. This is not a season where he's judging you. Come on now. He wants to renovate, restore, and renew. He wants to reconnect. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't judge yourself. Come on now. This is not a moment where you're judging yourself. Take spiritual examination and simply make it right. Come on now. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Restore. Restore the place where I seek you from. Restore that place. I was so bothered two weeks ago because my MacBook went out on me. And I remember when I bought the MacBook, and most of you are probably going to laugh at me, I dedicated my MacBook to God. I said I would not do anything on that MacBook that would offend God because I bought the MacBook so that I could have my biblical studies on there. And because I was studying the Bible from there, I set a timer on there where I couldn't be on the internet at a certain time. I decided that I wouldn't watch the movies on there. I, I, the, the, the CD drive was never used. I mean, brand new. Bought it in 2011 and it went out two weeks ago. I was so broken because that was the place that I use to study from. Come on now. What am I saying to you? Your life, that space in your life has to be unclogged. That space in your life has to remain open where you seek him from. If you're seeking God from the same place that you cuss, then that place is contaminated. If you're seeking God from the place where you don't believe, then your prayer is contaminated. Come on now. The place that you seek God has to be a pure place. Woo! Come on now. Stay with me, y'all. Come on, come on. We're rebuilding and we're setting altars of worship. So in our times of prayer, we, we can't be praying out of the same vessel that curses God. Come on now. Uh, the place that you pray should be the most pure and holy space in your life. Come on now. Come on. It's, 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 it's it has to be a pure place. Somebody's going to say, well, what about my mind? Come on now, catch me next week. You got to seek him from above because Christ is in your life. Come on now. And you got to set the parameters where the enemy can attack that place because it's the place where understanding and discernment flows out of. And it's out of that place where we've got to keep it pure and holy and set apart and sanctified consecrated. Come on now. My my mind. Come on. When the thought comes in, I rebuke you, Jesus. I, I rebuke you, enemy, in Jesus' name. I, I, I bind the spirit of evil thoughts. Come on now. I, I speak to the, I speak to my flesh and I bind the ungodly counsel of my mind that wants to contaminate the pure place where I seek God from, where his understanding, where his love, where his honor, where righteousness flows into my spirit I gotta remain pure in that space that's the space that God wants to renovate today come on now come on now we're watching movies and 
We're doing our jokes from that space, and then we turn around and we want to consecrate from the same space. No, 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 no. That space needs to be separate. Come on now. And on that night, come on now. Come on. Lift your hands and just ask the Lord to reside. Say, renovate that space. I, renovate the space from where I seek you, Father. Father, give me a new space, a new space. I, I don't want to go back to yesterday's space of that was the space where I complained. That, that's the space where I, 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 lost my, I lost my faith. I, I don't want to go back to that space. Give me a new space. Come on now. Give me a space where I can just sit with my faith, where I can walk with you, where I can learn and I can grow. Give me a space where worship will be pure and holy and set apart before you. A space, oh God. Give me a clean heart, oh God. Come on so that I may serve you. Come on now. Come on, say it. A clean heart so that I can serve you. A clean heart so that I can pray to you right way. A clean heart, oh God, so that I can see Christ from where he is. He's seated at the right hand of God. Come on now. God is God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We love you. And we honor you. His name. <clears throat> because Jesus lives in my life, I'm able to walk out my life by serving Jesus Christ. Christ lives with me. Anybody here, you want prayer this morning, come quickly. Come, you just want me to pray over you. You want to accept Jesus Christ into your life. Or you just want prayer this morning for whatever reason. You want to recommit your life to Christ. What does it mean to be saved, Bishop? Romans 10. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, Jesus Christ died on the cross rose again you shall be saved it doesn't stop there I don't only want him to be my savior but I ask him to be Lord I, I want you to be Lord in my life Lord over my life this is where we begin to walk with Christ to live with Christ Everybody good? Y'all remember what they used to say in the old church? If the Lord comes tomorrow, will you go to heaven or will you go to hell? <laughs> Y'all remember that? If the Lord comes tomorrow, where will you spend eternity? <laughs> Got to go back to that one. <laughs> If the Lord comes tomorrow, where will you spend the rest of your life? <laughs> will you wake up in the morning and everybody be gone and you're the only one still left here? That means that you've missed the rapture. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. If you didn't have a moment to give, 
your tithe and your offering, I want you to do so. Your tithe is the covenant that you make with God. It's a covenant. It's a part of our covenant with God. It's a part of our commitment to God. We give the 10%. Our offering is where he opens up the windows of blessings and pours us out a blessing. Your, your love seed is what you sow into the ground. It's your harvest that comes back to you. Generational blessings. I want you to give today. I love you. I appreciate you. Many of you are wondering we're in a new space, a new place. And so I really appreciate each and every one of you. Let's remain focused and committed. I believe we're down to how many Sundays now? We have 16 more Sundays of prayer. 9 a.m. Our time of consecration and prayer. I want you to press your way here. May the blessing of the Lord rest and rule in your life. Live with Christ this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you all can help us uh, break down, if you can stay around, if you can, uh, if you have time to do that. Thank you all so much.